The sun reigned over a cloudless sky, allowing the changing colors of the flora to appear ever more vibrant. Along the outskirts of the Sign Riverstead, on a hillock overlooking the lowlands and bountiful pastures, there stood a tract called the Needle Forest, the origin of the name being plain enough even for young Moroya to understand. From a distance, it looked as though countless iron needles were protruding from the hill, creating an environment too desolate for even a single tree to grow. A determined climb up the hill revealed the true identities of the needles. Every one of them was a thick iron pillar, the same as those seen every year during the Offering Festival. Moroya kicked the heel poking out from the sea of iron. Come on, wake up! It's past noon already! Just the sole of the foot Moroya kicked was nearly three times as tall as he was. Quit your barking. <sighs> Not you again, stupid brat. You're a lazy good-for-nothing. All you do is lie around all day. For a long, long time, there had only been a single inhabitant living atop the barren, iron-covered hill. A gigant. His name was known to everyone in the village. Melee. The horizon's roar. Mm. Up we go. Grabbing one of the nearby pillars, the gigant languidly sat himself upright. The iron pole that took twenty adults to carry every year warped horizontally, like a closed drying pole with a grating metal squeal. He was a huge man. Too huge. He was clad in simple clothing, woven from trees and vegetation through the use of craft arts. His head, even when sitting cross-legged, was so high that Moroya needed to crane his neck all the way back to be able to see his face. Moroya had heard from the village chief that even among the ancient gigants, Mele was special. Just as it was with Menia, there were tall gigants that towered above other members of the race, and Mele's height was, in Central Kingdom metrics, between 20 and 30 meters tall. Well then, get into another fight with your pops, did ya? That's not it. Your bow. You have one, right? Oh, that thing. Where did I put it? How could you even lose something that big? Look, it's lying right over there. His voice frantic, Moroya easily located the item in question. Of course, anyone who lived outside the Sign Riverstead would never have recognized it as a bow. The black, impossibly large weapon had been crafted from some unknown material. It looked almost like part of the landscape, as it lay out on the ground, amid the gaps in the stalwart pillars. Pook said that just being able to move that thing's bowstring even a little bit would automatically make you the strongest person in the village. Is that true? Come on, give me a break. A brat like you becoming the strongest in the village doesn't mean a damn thing anyway. I'd still be a thousand times stronger. Like I care how strong you are, Melee. Pook made fun of me and said there was no way I could do it, so I'm gonna find out for myself. What a pain. The Gigant sluggishly laid back before plucking the massive bow from the earth with his fingers. It dragged along the grass and soil, loudly grinding down into the hill surface. Moroya sighed, exasperated. In his eyes, 
Melee was even more of a lazy slob than his older sister. Could someone like him really be the village's guardian deity? Hey, try not to get pinned underneath this thing and die on me, got it? Not that I expect much else from a puny weakling. Oh, shut up! With a biting reply, Maroya tried pushing at the top metal bowstring. The string was almost as long as the gigant was tall. Yet still, Maroya devoted his entire body weight to moving it. But it did not budge. It was a firm iron rod, not unlike the pillar standing tall around him, 